How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gamers Night Out podcast. Uh, I am here this week with Eric and Frank. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good here. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into into some weeks. Um, and uh, so my week has been pretty pretty darn good. I it was my spring break, so I didn't have to go to work. Um, I did spend a lot of time like cleaning house and everything, but uh played a lot of games i finished uh limbo and inside because uh, i'd never played those before uh both really good games uh inside is definitely a massive improvement over limbo um i found parts of limbo to be just a little bit too challenging uh but inside was just like the perfect level of um of difficulty throughout the whole game instead of having like a whole bunch of spikes. Um, so I did that. I am getting closer to the platinum in kingdom hearts. Um, I have two more items I need to synthesize before I can get the weapons. And then once I synthesize the weapons, I just have to beat the game on, on proud mode and I'll be done. So hopefully by the end of this month, I can have that done. Um, and then I started Nino Kuni um remastered uh and I'm a couple hours into that uh lots of fun I love that game it is so good it looks so amazing um I will say if you if you're going to play it on the PS5 uh be sure to play it because you have two like graphics options you have 4K at 30 fps or you have 1440p at 60 fps and you're gonna want to go with the one with 60 FPS because the the 4K at 30, the animations just like really choppy. It's it it I don't know what the what the deal with it is because I've played other games at 30 FPS on the PS5 and they've been fine. Um, the only other gaming thing I tried to play Sea of Solitude because I've heard really good things about that, and it is completely broken on PlayStation 5. It will you you can't play it um the buildings don't load they like flicker in and out of existence and so you can't actually see what you have to do so hopefully they'll patch it um at some point but since they released like the definitive edition on switch i don't know if their focus is even on the playstation version anymore so i might have to dig out my ps4 for that one um but that's pretty much it for me uh how was your week frank Uh, pretty good uh I took the week off because uh, I'm going to be moving within the month. So I, gotta, I, I was doing a lot of apartment hunting, packing, and of course, gaming on my downtime. Uh, I've been keeping it low key on the gaming side, though. Not, not too, nothing too story focused. So I've been mostly just grinding in Final Fantasy 14. That's about all I've been doing, though. Yeah, I saw you unlocked a couple more trophies in that, and so are you? St- are you still sticking with your uh, with your bard class? Or have you started leveling other things also? Uh, like bard is my main DPS. Like that's what that's what I'm gonna stick with for DPS. But uh, I've just decided to branch out and like uh, have one of each role type, just mm-hmm. because, just so I can be flexible and uh, also understand each role better for when I am playing one of them. That way, I know how they're they're thinking in addition to what I have to think about. 
I, I totally looked at looked at my my digital download of, of 14 and thought about installing it and then it just didn't it just didn't happen <laughs> i I'm really afraid. want to get back into it but like if you do that'd be great if not it's great too it's just like you do you <laughs> i'm planning on it i just gotta i just gotta work it in my schedule and uh i i've read last time i played it i ran into some problems where i felt like i had to play it because i was paying monthly for it Oh, don't worry and, about that. Just, and I, I kind of hate feeling that way. So, you you just look at it like uh, you're you're paying whatever it is a month in order to play at your convenience. You you don't need to look at it like, well, I need to make. I'm paying this much. I need to give this much. You don't look at it like mm-hmm. that. No, I'll have to do that. That's a good. That's a good piece of advice. I'll have to do that because I'm I'm I miss it. I miss it a lot. <laughs> yeah. So. There's certainly no pressure to play uh, just because you're paying. Uh, you, like, mm-hmm. you pay for your $60 games, and some of those are, like, 10 hours long, while some are, like, 100 hours long. You, you can't look at uh, the price indicating what time you should put in. It's what enjoyment you get out of it is mm-hmm. what you should be looking at. Well, I will definitely look at it some more this week and hopefully I'll be able to get on. I have a lot of homework this week, so it might, might take me a bit, but uh, what about you, Eric? How was your week? Honestly, my week has been kind of slow. I think it's just because since I'm just currently waiting for it to be the 26th over here, that I'm just like mentally treating the entire days and the week as like a super slow clock. But uh, <laughs> honestly, I just been I've just been gaming for the most part. I've been. I started up Watch Dogs, as I said previously. I've been getting into it. I've been really, really enjoying the game as a whole. I honestly think between Watch Dogs 1 and Watch Dogs 2, I prefer the first game because I just feel like it has more quality towards its story, how the gameplay feels, and just overall, like how it's structured. However, I do feel like, uh, in terms of the open world design, both games kind of falter because they're just pretty basic and just like a lot of it's just like collectible hunting and all that. The only thing I liked about this game is that it actually had the collectible that you find can actually lead to new missions. Though, to be honest, those missions aren't anything special either because I, they usually take like, like three minutes just to beat unless you're just like trying to get everything in the game. I don't know. I honestly think that. It's one of those games where I'm just treating it as just like a fun little experience, but not like trying to treat it as like, oh, it's this revolutionary game. But as a whole, it's, I really, really am enjoying it. I'm almost done with it. I'm on chapter four, and I have like seven more missions of the of the actual main story before I uh, complete it. So I might be done with it either tonight or by tomorrow. And then I just been watching the Demon Slayer anime. I finally finished it today. Man, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, what an anime! The movie's coming out soon. You gotta prepare for that one. Yeah, next month. Uh, I'm gonna week. watch it. I'm gonna watch it this week. It's literally online. I'm not gonna wait. Oh, wait, just to watch it in <laughs> dub. I can watch it online right now. Uh, because that's not gonna be a problem for me. So I'll have that. I already. I'll caught up with the entire anime story by this week, and I just started Devil Man Crybaby. Oh, that's uh, so good. That's a messed up one. <laughs> And yeah, it's real messed up, but it's so good. Yeah, that first episode was 
so random because I only watched one episode before I had to head home. Like the first half of the of the episode, I had no idea what was happening. I literally was so confused because it was just like a bunch of random segments put together, and then like the second half of the episode, it's like, oh, by the way, there's demons. Oh, by the way, I'm luring you into this huge, like, sto- like to this huge party, so you can get possessed by an- by a demon, so I can prove it to the world that demons exist. Oh, by the way, you're now double mad. Enjoy, it's a ride. <laughs> it's, I definitely will. I watched the whole thing in one sitting, and oh man, it was, it's a trip. <laughs> it is a trip. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes since it is only ten uh, episodes. After that, I'm probably gonna actually start up. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, since I know that's almost ending. Uh, so, I want to watch that. Yeah, I've been seeing uh, both Jade and Mary just constantly talking about this anime. And just like, and I just know that uh, they've been hyping it up, especially Jade with her first for Goro. So I'm interested to see what the whole point of this anime is. I just want to watch it for the panda. Oh, he, he, I saw some clips with the panda, and I'm like, yes, this is an, this anime is for me. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a panda, but now I'm even more sold on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, oh, yeah, that that one's on my list. Uh, I need to finish. I need to finish Demon Slayer. Uh, yeah. My wife's been wanting to watch uh, Promise Neverland, so I think we're gonna start that before too long. I've heard about that. I've heard that one's pretty good as well. Yeah, one of her one of her friends recommended it to her, so she's wanting to check it out. And yeah, too much anime, not enough time. Yes, <laughs> that can be said about about everything, pretty much. <laughs> not games, though. I don't know what a backlog is when it comes to games. You'll get there. You'll get there someday. <laughs> I mean, I literally just bought the Borderlands collection on the Switch, so I'm not, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get there eventually once that, I run out of games. That will take you some time. Those are those are decently long games if you do like side quests and that kind of stuff with them. So oh, that'll be done within a week for each one. Oh, it is you we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's uh, let's jump into some news. Um, Eric, do you want to take it away on this this one that you just shared? I hadn't seen anything about this one yet. So, um, so um, I've been seeing. I saw this like a few days ago. I think it was either. I think Friday or Saturday that they tweeted this, but the uh, developers that made a uh, Gotham Batman Origins, the ones who are making co-op game Bat- Gotham Knights, they actually are delaying the game to 2022. From what I remember, they were stating that it was due to a uh, health situation from working at home, and that they wanted to give this game much more another year of development time to polish it and uh, try to fix all the bugs and all the issues that they have with it currently. So that's why they're asking for for all the people who are excited for this game to be patient. But they promise they will be giving more information on this game soon. So all right, well, you know, a delay for polish and and that kind of stuff. Like I, I think that's okay. Yeah, I, I think I think developers are learning that, especially after what happened with Cyberpunk, that it's it's just better to just delay it and get what you yeah. need done. Um, so, but yeah, that's, uh, I was actually kind of looking forward to that one. Uh, it looked really cool. So yeah, be patient and hopefully nobody sends them death threats because. Regardless, cause there's, 
world has a bunch of crazy people. Yeah, that is yeah. true. That is true. But I don't know. I have hopes for this game because I feel like it's gonna be a lot. More, I feel like it's gonna be a lot more polished than even the Rocksteady's like the Suicide Squad game because this one at least feels more like it's more compressed. So I know they're gonna they're gonna do right with this game. So it doesn't matter just when they're gonna be able to deliver on it because as of right now, we've only seen the gameplay that was shown like like I guess the last year. So mm-hmm. we don't really know too much like what's going on. And from what I've understood, it's because of issues from going to home. And I've heard some stories based on like interviews that people had with game developers who are working from home currently. And right now their whole system of trying to develop games from home is actually very, very convoluted. And it's just a huge mess from what I understand. So I'm happy with them getting the development time that they deserve to have for this game. Since you're right, like since Cyberpunk developers have been kind of being more quiet about like specific time frames, because let's be honest, the only reason Cyberpunk kind of failed on that regard was because one, they relied on the fact that they made The Witcher. Two, they thought that they could just force this game to come out and then fix it during the months leading up to it, and then three, try to hide the whole situation with the with the uh, base consoles and. Just a lot of mess, but I do think this game is gonna not fall under that same problem. No, I don't. I don't think it, that Cyberpunk had had a management oh, no. issue, and I don't think I don't think that uh, what studio is making this one? I know it's being published by WB, but who's yeah, it's WB Montreal. Okay, I don't know a whole lot about them, but I would imagine that they they you know wouldn't try to fall into the same. Yeah, same routine. Yeah, like, like, um, Cyberpunk is a very extreme situation in the that most games don't even get close to. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk was definitely like that. Was it still yeah. is crazy? Like I, I, I'm still excited for the game to be patched and done, but like I'm just pretending it doesn't exist until <laughs> until they have it fixed and. I know this next patch that's supposed to be coming out this month is is supposed to fix a whole bunch of things. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones they talked about was the police, that the police won't like spawn instantly on top of you anymore. I never had that problem, to be honest, but honestly, I just had my only issues with that game is that for a game it was supposed to be like an immersive like RPG and all that, it did not feel like... And it didn't feel like an overall like immersive game. Like I felt like the game was overall, and, and like I know a lot of people kept trying to make the comparison between like saying that Red Dead Redemption Two was an empty open world and all that. But it's like at the very least, you didn't see NPCs spotting in the streets, walking around and doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. The yeah, it, it what we were shown was definitely way different than what we got. And it leaned more towards like first person shooter, it, the the way that it felt to me. Um, yep. Instead of like, you know, first person shooter with RPG elements or even an RPG that just happened to be, you know, first person with guns. But uh, uh, expectations being failed to met, being met as what, what's inexcusable is like glitches that everybody's experiencing yes. should have never left <laughs> the, should have never been given the okay. The yeah, okay. Some of those were. Or like you know, if it's like okay, one out of a million people, or one out of a thousand, even it's like oh, I ran into this problem. Okay, that's forgivable because that's easy. That's something that can be missed. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and and uh, I, I listened to another podcast where the some of the guys have a background in like QA, and they said they, without a doubt all of these bugs were caught in QA. Yeah. They were just ignored. Oh, yeah, they were. The reports were ignored. So that's um, when they, they're that's inexcusable. And yeah, I I can kind of forgive things that are like, oh crap, this this is something we never considered and was found like weeks into the game's released, all by a few people. It's like yeah. okay, I can see that being missed. Yeah, yeah but the, everything in Cyberpunk was very. Uh, I'm, uh, my mind just blanked on the. They were able to recreate the situations across like everybody's game, pretty much. Yep, and the the worst thing is that I remember reading um, the article that Jason Schreier had actually posted. Which, by the way, to the people who who go who listen to this, go and read, like look up uh, Jason Schreier's articles. I do actually feel like he does make a good point on game development. And well. He made his articles for both Cyberpunk and even Anthem. Both detailed like the issues that those two games had, and it all comes down to the manager positions, just believing that this company could do whatever they wanted because they made the greatest games. Because mm-hmm. the only other situation that this comes from is also arrogance is never good. Yep. Like from what I heard, the development team actually said they actually had confirmed that the reason why they were being rushed on this game in particular was because the the executive producers and the manager managers in in the CDPR were under the belief that they can make this look good within a year and a half because hey we made is, the Witcher. Yeah, but the problem is the Witcher three. I I played that game and I had crashes. I've had like really weird bugs like constantly. And I'm like, there's no way that this, there's no way yeah. that uh, we needed that. Uh... Well, mm-hmm. I, I played The Witcher 3 a little bit at launch, but then I, I played it later on uh, once all the expansions were out. And it was definitely more stable, like at the end. But like, I, I still think that even, even like base game, uh, you know, release date Witcher 3 didn't have near the problems that, that Cyberpunk did. Yeah. yeah, I think what comes from that is just like the like overall ambition. And like, because I think for uh, for a lot of people, they didn't expect The Witcher Free to be like this amazing game, and to, and, and it ended up becoming like one of the greatest games considered. I never played the game because I'm still trying to get it at some point, which will, I don't know when, but whatever. But aside from that, like, there it's just like that when you have a game that a lot of people consider to be like one of the greatest games in the entire world and the generation history whatever that ego just builds up and i think that same problem happened to both cdpr and also to uh bioware because they had that same exact mindset when they were making their games especially for anthem because they were like we made this game over a decade ago we're gonna keep doing that but just do it with this game i don't care if you don't know what the game is going to be about just figure it out Well, um, let's jump into our next article here. We had a, this one kind of took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting to see anything about this. We had the PlayStation VR 2 controllers revealed. And uh, they look they look definitely interesting. I had a big goof <laughs> this week on Twitter. Uh, the, the person who shared the article, uh, 
Ace, I, I saw the article and I commented on it that they reminded me of the HTC Vive controllers. And I'd mix them up with the Oculus controllers. I, they were reminding me of the Oculus controllers. Uh, <laughs> so I just had a little moment there where my mind just gave me the wrong, the wrong name there. But um, I kind of like them. I, I, I like them a lot better than the, the, the first PSVR controllers. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to have pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're going to have the adaptive triggers uh, is the same as the dual sense. They're going to have haptic feedback, same as the dual sense. Um, they can detect where your fingers are uh, on the controllers, um, which you didn't have any of that on the, uh, because they're basically like PlayStation move controllers almost. So uh, I think it's going to be really good. I'm very excited. Uh for what we're going to see with this. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be really cool. I'm imagining it's going to be expensive though. Yeah. I'm at least betting it's going to be about the same price as a PS five. Maybe even, maybe around the same price as, as the original PSVR because it was like $400. Mm-hmm. I'm betting it'll be about $500 if it's going to include a lot of the features that the PS five already has. Yeah. Um, the question is who's going to take advantage of this? Cause because we don't really ha- we don't really have that many like VR games that have been very very popular. Because aside from because uh, from from what I remember, the most known VR games that have been really really popular was the Astrobot game yeah. and Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, uh, the thing uh, is, VR it will always be niche. I don't think you can look at it as popular versus like it'll always be a niche thing. It's mm-hmm. They've been trying to push VRs for as long as I've been alive. Well, I mean, and we had the the Virtual Boy way back in the day. It goes even beyond that. Like they made, like uh, since I think the seventies or eighties, they started looking into VR. But uh, it comes and goes. We also had Blood and Truth was a super popular one on the first uh, PSVR. Um, I never played yeah. that one, but. You know, I'm I'm thinking this. I think you're right, Frank. It's going to stay niche, but I think that this might have the potential if they can get the price right. It might have the potential to move move it a little bit forward. But I mean, it's still going to be wired. Like that's that's the big thing is until we can get because I know we had the what is it Oculus Quest is wireless, but it's, yeah, but but the the VR but the Oculus Quest is actually just a. Already, the console is built within the headset. They yeah. have that VR headset. It would have to just be its own system. And mm. I don't think PlayStation wants to make a VR system. No, they separate do... from the PS5. Yeah, they just want to do the, like the attachment. Maybe uh, in like 15, 20 years, like the wireless uh, communication between the two devices will be vastly improved or something. Probably because it's all about that input lag. You don't want like it. A wireless input lag for a whole visual experience. Yeah, well, as I say, it made a lot of people sick to begin with, just from from the motion. Uh, they got motion sickness. I mean, I'm, I can't imagine how bad that would be with the input lag. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for it. We'll see what what happens. It's going to be at least another, I would say, two years before we get it. So, um, but uh, keeping on the Sony train here, uh, they have announced their next, uh, the next part of their play at home series. 
Um, so the the big game they're giving away is going to start on April nineteenth, uh, and they're giving away Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the complete edition. So it has the DLC with it. I'll um, pick that up because I missed out on the DLC. Yeah, I, I bought the DLC, but I hadn't played it yet. I've never finished the game, um, so I'm excited to get. I have it physically, but uh, I'm excited to get a digital version because then I don't have to get up and, and switch the disc. I might actually finish it this time. Um, but I think that's a, I mean, that's a really good game to give away. Like that is, yeah. that's one of their flagship series. The sequel is coming out. I think that's the reason why they're giving it away because they want people to be prepared for the sequel. They're like, oh, hey, we have the sequel that's coming out soon for both PS4 and PS5. While you're waiting for this game to come out, why don't you play this completely free like version of what we are giving away now? And it comes with all the DLC that you can have, and it's going to be at least a good 50 to 60 hours worth of your time. Go and play it now while you prepare for the sequel. Yeah. I think that's I think that's exactly why they're doing it. Um that is I mean it's it's really smart. I think it's going to be I think that could increase some sales on on the new one. Cuz I know most people have played Horizon, but I do know several people that have not played it. And so I think getting as many people in on it as you can uh was very very smart from a business sense. Um now and then starting uh it's this thursday the 25th um they're giving away 10 indie games uh and so you get rez uh abzu the witness enter the gungeon subnautica moss which is a psvr astrobot psvr paper beast psvr and thumper psvr and so those some of those are really really good indie games also i really enjoyed abzu i played through that one i've heard good things about the witness uh enter the gungeon super popular subnautica is where at least it was super popular i think its popularity is dying down a little bit but um but i like that they're they're focusing on the indie as well and not just like triple a titles I mean, to be fair, they're, they are giving away most of those AAA titles on the PS5 Plus collection, so I think this is like yeah. their way of like, getting like the mixture, because they know that not everybody cares about those AAA titles, so they're thinking, okay, so we'll give each of these people like a whole catalog of games that they can play during this whole pandemic thing from working at home and playing at home. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I know like Ratchet and Clank was part of the PS5, or the PS uh, Plus collection, and uh, I still went ahead and downloaded it because then I get to keep you get to keep these forever at least. But, but like I've been hearing like the their rumors um, for like April's PlayStation Plus games, like Resident Evil Seven is one of the rumors. And I'm just like, why? It's on the PlayStation collection. I mean, I guess people who don't have PS Fives yet could get it, but you know, I, I, it just it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, so we'll have to see what. Uh, what goes on there but yeah i think this is i think this is going to be a good a good lineup um yeah i'm I'm definitely excited to play some of those 
it does make me wonder what they're going to do with the next games because I have a feeling that they're going to be just giving away the games from which their sequels are going to be releasing this year or next year. Because mm-hmm. I think if they actually release God of War for free next, then it just means they're just going to be trying to push the whole like the whole games down down on us so they can promote them for the sequels. Because we already know that God of War Ragnarok is coming out either this year or next year, depending mm-hmm. on whenever they decide to release it. And Horizon is out this year, as well as Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So I have a feeling that the next, at least the next two AAA games are going to be giving away. They're at least going to be games who will have sequels coming out within this these two years. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And I know there's a couple. I can't think of any off the top of my head besides God of War, but I know there's like at least two more that have sequels that have been announced um, that will be coming out. So uh, this next one I'm I'm very excited for. Um, we got the release date for Disco Elysium, the final cut. Uh, it's coming out uh, the end of the month. Let me get the exact date because my mind just blanked on it. Um, I think it's like next week it comes it's, uh, out. On the it's the 30th. It's March 30th. Ah, okay. um, so this, I mean, this game, I've heard really good things about it. It, it was like the PC exclusive of 2019. Uh, and so I, I, I'm really excited for it. It's supposed to be really, really good. And they've added voice acting. There's new content. They've updated the visuals a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm planning on picking this up. I'm very excited for it. Uh, and it's it's PS4, PS5, and Stadia, but nobody cares about Stadia. So what's Stadia? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Google doesn't even support it anymore. So why should anybody else? Uh, so yeah, so that's that's a good one. Um, this this surprised me. I actually saw this. I, I logged into my Xbox the other day and got on Game Pass and saw this. Um, Octopath Traveler is now on Game Pass. Um, they also a couple other cool titles that they just added was Undertale and Yakuza Six. Um, nice. Finally came to finally came to Game Pass, but yeah, o- Octopath Traveler. I never ever would have guessed that that game would have come to Xbox. I'm surprised too, but uh, I'm I'm glad though. I don't think anything should be exclusive anymore outside of like first party. Mm-hmm. I I would definitely agree with that. Um. I'm tempted to I, I I've played it on the Switch and I did not like it. I'm tempted to try it on the Xbox and see if it was maybe just not the right console for me. The right um, timing too. Yeah, it could be the right timing. But like so I wonder so it's Square Enix. Are we gonna get a PlayStation version? Do you think? Yes. I, I hope so. Absolutely. Uh, I, I I'm absolutely happy that the Xbox got it, but uh I, I primarily do Nintendo and PlayStation, so mm-hmm. I, I would be happy to pick it up again on PlayStation myself. Yeah, and same. But uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Though I'm, I'm really glad Xbox got this because they, they need more RPGs. Yeah, they really do, and I feel, I feel like that's, that's part of what hurts their sales a little bit. Um, because I mean, RPGs have really had a resurgence. As like you know, it's becoming one of the more popular genres again. Whereas yeah, for a while yeah. it was really niche. 
it was and huge for... in the nineties, and then for a while it became all about shooters, and then mm-hmm. now the RPGs have gone picked up again. And so yeah, yeah. I, think, I think this was definitely a, a smart play on Microsoft's end to be able to get this get this going for Game Pass, uh, and hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see some other some other RPGs popping on before too long. Because I know, I mean. They started getting the big ones. I mean, Dragon Quest, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasies. You know, they've been starting to get all of those. So that's, I think they're try, at least trying to make RPG viable on the Xbox. Yeah. I think uh, at this point, like, uh, I don't know, because I feel like with PlayStation, they're starting to dwindle on the JRPG section. Because aside from Final Fantasy, like, there's not really that many, like, JRPGs on the PS4 right now. And they even. Because you already know, but they already also shut down, like... Uh, there's like lots, the... you're just not looking... You're mm-hmm. looking at mainstream only, and that's... Yeah, yeah that's true, yeah. And mainstream yeah, is but... not something they can control very well. As I say, yeah, I have, like, 50, at least 50 JRPGs on the PlayStation 4, and I don't even own all of them. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I just feel like we're just gonna... I, I feel like this is more just me just wanting more JRPGs, because I've actually really been digging that genre as a whole and just oh man further into it i swear there's like 20 or 30 a year that release Mm -hmm. now to be fair a lot of them on the ps4 were very um i'm trying to think of exactly how to describe it they're very anime yeah and Uh, like fan servicey anime type Uh, rpgs Yeah, they, 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 you're right. There hadn't been like a whole lot of mainstream, but there's been, you know, some like mid to, to niche uh, releases. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. There's one that just came out not too long ago. What was it? Atlee Ariza. That just came out uh, yeah. a month or two ago. And uh, the Yeez game. Yeah, that just came out too. Yeah, I hadn't played that one yet, but. And I think Tales of Arise is going to be coming out within a year. Is that one PS4 and PS5? I yeah, I think it's both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the PS5 version, but I'm glad that it's coming to PS4 as well. So yeah, I completely forgot about those games. Like I wasn't really thinking when I said main when I said that. Like yeah, so there is a lot more JRPGs. I just I feel like I just bad when it comes down to it. I feel like that's going to be probably like the next big thing. That's going to be just what developers probably focus on because this is like becoming like such a popular thing, and they actually want games that people can probably spend their time in, like dive in, spend hundred hours and all. Yeah, it's more of a tactical game, but I'm looking forward to the Disgaea Six. Hmm. I I had trouble getting into Disgaea. I played Disgaea Five. It was the first one I ever played. Um, yeah. But I also played it on Switch, and like I said, it could have just been not the right console for me to play that game on. So I got it on Switch because they had that free week or whatever, mm-hmm. and I I nearly finished it in that week. And oh wow! Uh, but I was like, oh man, I I ended up picking it up on PlayStation <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, put twice as many hours on the PlayStation version. Because mm-hmm. I had the freedom of playing longer, but yeah, it, it, was, thought, it was fun for me. It yeah, the series always piques my interest, like when I see stuff about it. But then I'm also not a very big tactical RPG oh, okay. player, so um, that, that's a game where it's like 
I, I thought the story was great. Like I, I didn't have a problem with the story, but I, it's it's a game where like I'm not playing it for the story. I'm playing it for the gameplay. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, because you can you can get lost in that game just because when I was playing because I only played the week, like a free week that I had on Nintendo Switch. Because I do it, I do want to get back. I do want to get the the Sega Five because I actually was halfway through the story when I played through it. I was trying. So hard to beat that game within the week, but I only got like 25 hours in. But honestly, like that game, you can just get lost in it easily because there's just so much you can do. Like you can just level yourself up constantly. The thing with that game is is the game only begins after you beat the story. (laughs) Yeah. One of us isn't like the level cap like 9,999 or something. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And then, and, I, and I see people that have like hit that level. I'm like, how did you do that without spending, you know, oh, there's, there's tricks to level up. Uh, you can use cheats too that are well, they call them cheats, but it's basically like you sacrifice a gain, one of three gains or two of three gains, to increase the gain of another. Oh, uh, okay. So you so you and, can turn off like I don't want any money, I don't want any mana, I only want experience, and then you can. Get three hundred percent experience on, and just grind those le- levels. You know, that can give a lot. And not only that, that game also had. You can also like level up the stats of an item that you use for a character. So, like, if you have a specific weapon that you know really works really well with a character, you can actually go into like a a level that's like I think like ninety nine floors or something. It depends on how long you want to play it. But yeah, yeah. you can just go in there. You can level yourself up constantly, and also level up. The game had depth at like every little turn. Like everything had a depth to it. Exactly. It was just so good. I loved just how it was so deep in its gameplay mechanics and its loop. Like that's the kind yeah, of game. A, a dr- the dream of a grinder, like somebody that likes grinding. It's like that's a game for you. <laughs> yeah, like you guys want to get like you know, like Call of Duty wants to get like a like everybody to be playing their games for like hundreds of hours with the microtransactions and all that. No, just do something like this again. Yeah. Just make a game where you just like you can just be in it for like ten hours or a hundred hours, and you won't be able to beat the game because it's just that deep. I might have to check it out at some point then i I, like i said i I get interested in the series all the time but you know i just don't ever get into it so i'm gonna give it another chance maybe when it goes on sale yeah like it's worth taking a chance at uh it's not for everybody and honestly i I tried the demo for four and i couldn't get into it at all and Mm -hmm. i love five but it's like it's one of those like maybe it's just not the right one that could be so, well let's uh let's jump into the uh i guess the biggest uh bits of news this week we had another playstation or not playstation i'm sorry we had a square enix event <laughs> um this thursday that uh they had some announcements it was mainly from their uh like the western side of things there wasn't a whole lot from the from the Japanese studios, but, um, you know, so we got, uh, I just want to touch on some of the major things. There was another trailer for Bell and wonder world, um, showing off co-op. It's going to have co-op. It's still, it's not doing anything for me. It's really not. And I mean, it comes out this week. 
<laughs> well, based so, on the demo, I'm I'm pretty sure they're marketing that towards the younger yeah. crowd, and it's not to say that younger games can be enjoyed by older people. There's just, there's just a certain threshold where it's like, not this is not for older crowds to enjoy. Type mm-hmm. of. Well, and I feel like it, it, it. I think it comes down maybe to like expectations. Yeah, like I, I feel like the older we get, we expect more from from our games the substance is there it's just there's nothing to do outside of push this button to do something like yeah it's a two button game switch costume and do costume ability yeah well i mean it it, and it, it sucks because like it looked interesting like the initial trailers we got and stuff like i was interested in it but yeah it was like a whole other game from those trailers mm-hmm and so and i mean it could it, who knows i mean it could come out and be you know completely defy all our expectations of it and but i'm gonna wait for it to be cheap <laughs> i'll pick it up when it's cheap i'm uh, just gonna pass on it but i i, I support it I, I i love that it exists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think there's gonna be a lot of people who will enjoy it and i'm I'm happy for that but yeah i, I know it's a trophy hunter's dream and i'm happy for those yeah. people well, and I was going to say, yeah, if the Platinum's easy, I might pick it up a little bit earlier. But <laughs> uh, So we got uh, a new Hitman mobile game uh, called Hitman Sniper Assassins. Um, it's going to be an original story, and it's going to feature new assassins. So I don't know if that if it's going to have Agent 47 in it or if it's going to be like completely new people. Um, the trailer gave the uh, agent some other number, uh, so I, I was like, I think it was like a three-digit number too. Hmm. Um. You know, I don't, I don't really play a whole lot of mobile games, so I mean, I might check it out, but um, you know, it was the mobile just doesn't just doesn't do it for me. Um. Same with like we got Just Cause Mobile, which I think is kind of weird that it's getting a mobile game. Um. But uh, I think uh, so. As someone who has played Just Cause Free, if it's any, if it doesn't, if it's at least like the type where you don't have to be going to fifty different uh, sites and destroying everything and killing enemies over and over again for twenty hours straight, then it might be a better game than the actual mainline games. <laughs> it's I've, I've I've I hadn't played them too much, but I've heard good things about like three and four, but. Uh... Don't get me wrong. Free, free is like the one of the better. It's definitely a fun game, but the gameplay loop is honestly so boring. Like if you honest, if you thought that like Ubisoft open world games were repetitive and all that and bland, this game is definitely a lot worse because in order to even progress for the story, you actually have to go to several different uh, like sites, like kind of like um uh like fortresses essentially. Mm-hmm. You have to go mm-hmm. and destroy pretty much everything in that fortress as well. As well as avoiding like the enemies, you have to go in and free towns, cities, like uh, factories, that kind of thing. And then if you unlock a certain amount, if you like um, free a lot of those districts, you can then continue the story for a limited time. And then they tell you to go and do it again. Like the entire oh, open right. world was awesome. Like that—that's a hit or miss. It's either for you or for it isn't because when you break it down, all games have that kind of repetition. Yeah. Yeah, but. But at least, like, they have other stuff that you can do, and this game is just literally just that. Yeah, but like, I mean, the, the way you're looking, you, you have to break it down to it has other stuff that you're interested in. 
this it's the same when you break it down for every game. It True. just there's you. It's not for you. That's what I'm getting at, which is fine. Yeah. Like as a whole, though, like if you just like kind of like take away that whole aspect of it, the game is actually really, really because it's it's like literally a sandbox. And let me tell you, like you can just do the most random stuff, and you will get a laugh at it because the game just has the game just gives you. It's like a basically like what 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 would happen if you made a Michael Bay game with all that destruction? And you're giving the tools to just go and blow stuff up. Like it's really Michael Bay fans will be happy. That's <laughs> yep, pretty much. Well, it's 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 very interesting because like I, I've played I played two, three, and four, but I just played very little of each. But I played about halfway through the first one, and I would have never guessed that that was the direction the series was going to go based on the first one. Because like the first one was a game about like taking out a drug cartel. Oh wow! <laughs> and then it's it's moved it moved to number two where it's like guess what you're gonna go topple a government. <laughs> That's kind of like a GTA one and two how they yeah really transform after three. Or like a like a same bros kind of thing where like the first two games were like more grounded with like the whole story and then the third and fourth game are like you know what we're gonna give you superpowers we're gonna make you do all this crazy stuff you're gonna love it <laughs> uh well and uh we got a little bit more of tomb raiders uh 25th anniversary you want to know what the best way to celebrate the 25th anniversary of tomb raider is it's with a cookbook we're getting a cookbook <laughs> And uh, it's it's coming to uh, Croft Manor will come to Fortnite creative mode. And uh, the biggest thing was the rumored Tomb Raider definitive survivor trilogy that I think we talked about some last week uh, was announced and released. It came out um, and it comes with the Tomb Raider definitive edition rise of the Tomb Raider 20th anniversary edition or and then the shadow of tomb raider definitive edition it's 40 dollars. it's on sale right now for 20 dollars, but regular price is 40 which is outrageous for this and the other thing if when you go look at it in the store it's ps4 only it, it you cannot buy it on the ps5 which is baffling to me Uh, just, why would you not make it available on the PS5? Uh, we're we're in that fine gap where they still want to make PS4 owners not feel left out. Because mm-hmm. when you hear cross-gen gaming, you usually have that mentality where it's like, okay, the 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 later the newer gen is going to have the more focus, and it'll be the superior version. Because uh, you, you look at like uh, Breath of the Wild, it ran like crap on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Uh, so you have that kind of mentality with things where it's like, okay, well, if it, if that was made with the PS4 in mind only, it, it, then you're you know it's going to be at least polished for the PS4. That's my guess. But but here's here's the thing though. You can go and you can buy each individual game on the PS5. You just can't buy the bundle on the PS5. And like you can put your disc into the into the PS5 console and play the games on the console. So why wouldn't they just make the bundle 
Yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's like uh, it's like one of those things. It's like a Nintendo kind of tech. Like, and we'll do what we want because we want to. You got and you people are gonna go and buy it because you're sucker for our for our franchises. I I don't know if they have that kind of arrogance. Well, uh, I mean, I don't think they actually have that arrogance. Those kinds of moves where you actually think they do, but they really don't. No, Nintendo definitely has that arrogance. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. Oh they yeah, do. they do. Like Re- Reggie has full out admitted when he was the president. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, they they definitely had the uh... like like if you like look back at like a lot of their commercials, like when they featured Reggie, like you wouldn't really see, but they just had a lot of arrogance, thinking that they could just do whatever they want. They'll show whatever game, and people are just going to go and buy it. Which ironically, ends up in interviews. They're gonna buy our games because it's it's our games. Uh, like he's specifically said words along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, here's another funny thing because I pulled I pulled up the Tomb Raider. I searched Tomb Raider on the PlayStation Store. So right now, the Shadow of Tomb Raider Definitive Edition is fifty nine ninety nine. Did you? It's included in this Definitive Survivor trilogy. That's twenty bucks right now. <laughs> so like it, it, uh, I, don't, I don't i don't even know what the I, I mean i'm sure they just didn't update the price ever or you know i i have no idea because i mean you can get you can get all those games for like 10 bucks each you know on on physical so yeah like digital games most of the time they don't really drop prices as well if this like depends on like the the publisher and all that because mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of games on the PSN like even the Kingdom Hearts games still cost like fifty bucks each yeah, even when they go on sale constantly you just don't realize it until you actually go in when it's not on sale and you're like oh wait this is so expensive yeah the the Kingdom Hearts games have been going on sale a lot recently though uh, yep and like the 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 whole set uh, whatever it's called the story so far package is like when it goes on sales down for like 30 bucks so yep. which i think i think that's actually a really good price for everything but you get everything but the the dlc for three and the rhythm game so but um so yeah so tomb raider's 25th anniversary so far has been kind of a flop uh in my opinion anyway we might get. I mean, the the year's not done, so we might get something else for it. But you know, I don't know. Uh, Outriders got a new gameplay trailer, and I have been hearing really, really good things about this game. Uh, that's not a game for me, but I, they looked fantastic for what it was. Like I, I'll actually mention these game, this game to people looking for that kind of gameplay. It feels like it it could take over what Destiny was trying to be, mm-hmm. in, in in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, everybody that I've seen that's played it is is said it's really really good. Um, I I think I agree with you. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be for me. Um, but you know, I'll have to. I'm kind of waiting for release. I I usually like to try to wait for release on games like that and see see how it does. Yeah, like for me anyway. From what I've seen, it's not for me. And uh, I'll definitely, I definitely like that people are enjoying this game from what they saw from the demo, what they played. 
So I hope that they can. This game ends up being like one of their favorite games, but for me, eh, it doesn't really really match my interests. I'll just wait for the next game if it does. Hmm. Um. <laughs> speaking of games that that didn't keep our interest, Marvel's Avengers. Um. They showed off Hawkeye. Um. And Black Panther. And then the PS5 update is out. And it does look interesting from that Hawkeye trailer. Like I'm like, okay, this looks like a relatively fun game, but I'm like, this doesn't feel like a Marvel game at all. Mm-mm. It it had so much potential, and the story was was good. I I really enjoyed the story. Really enjoyed the characters. Um, like I felt I felt like they kind of they they did the characters just as like they didn't do anything too crazy you know make make them act out of you know what we know them to be um but the gameplay was just it, it, it was okay at the start but it got really old really fast and i mean it was there wasn't enough variety to it you know when you're when you when your whole thing is is you know you gotta grind to get all this stuff you need to have more than you know three maps and uh you know, like five enemy varieties. So, um, you know, I, I know some people loved it. It, I beat it. Um, I'm not going to play it again. Uh, you know, unless they add some like story DLC or something, I might, but you know, I, uh, I'm hoping that they can, you know, that they, that they will look at it and fix some of the issues with it. But from what I've heard, like they just made it, even more difficult to unlock things uh, in the game. And it was already like ridiculous. You know, they're pushing loot boxes is why you, they want you to buy the uh, it's, it's games as a service. Uh, it's a games okay service game. The game was free to play, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. And uh <laughs> Part of part of this next one actually upset me because I missed it. I, di- I didn't actually watch the event live. Like I, w- I went through and looked at the trailers, um, just because I didn't get a chance to sit down and watch the whole thing. But um, <laughs> so La- Life is Strange: True Colors got announced. It's coming out in September t- on September tenth, twenty twenty one. I never got into the La- the Life is Strange series. I know a lot of people love it. This one looks really good. I, and, I love it all. Uh, I I ordered uh, Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm on eBay literally yesterday because I wanted I wanted to play through them. I didn't see that they're getting a remastered collection. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, shoot! I should have just waited for the remastered collection. Um, oh, you could own both. Yeah, I, I, I will. I, I will, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might I might wait to play them until until the remastered collection. Uh but that's also coming out in September. Um you can get it separately or you can if you get the Life is Strange True Colors Ultimate Edition, it will come with it. Uh kind of like what they did with Spider-Man. Uh where you got the Spider-Man remastered with uh, Mar- uh Miles Morales. Uh and then the biggest, most surprising announcement. <laughs> I did not expect us to, to actually get this one. 
uh, Project Athia, which they showed off. Um, it was a while. But it was was it last year that they showed it off? Like it was like a it was like before the PS5 came out. Like wasn't it like a tech demo they showed to showcase like what the PS5 could do? Um, but it is it is now a full game. It's called Forspoken. Uh, it is coming out in 2022, and it looks incredible. Uh, definitely excited for this. Um, I've heard I've heard some some rumors that the Square Enix did another like tech demo. Oh gosh, it was it was several years ago um, when they were showing off their new Luminous engine. Uh, it was before Final Fantasy 15 came out. They were showing off the the Final Fantasy because that's the same engine that Final Fantasy 15 used. Um, but they did a tech demo called the. Uh, gosh, I can't remember the name. It's something something witch. Um, and I've heard that this game is it. It actually came like it's tied into that tech demo somehow, um, which is really cool. So, what did what did you guys think about the the trailer? For the trailer for what, sorry? Uh, for Forspoken. I don't remember it. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's that, that JRPG, but they were... But they were yeah, it's um, the... event from last year. Yeah, the, it was Project Athia from last year, and they, they've changed the name and uh, given us an actual trailer for it. Honestly, the trailer for... On- <laughs> to refresh what I saw. Honestly, for me, it actually does have my interest. I do like what they're doing with this kind of game. I am curious to see more gameplay, though, because I do like games that just kind of like. I think one of my favorite types of uh, RPGs and all like those that involve around magic. So it'd be mm-hmm. cool to see what kind of stuff you can do in this game. And I actually do like the fact. I do kind of like the open world like design that they actually have with it so I feel like this game is going to probably be one of the better games that Square Enix has made in my opinion but I want to see more first mm-hmm. the environments well, that, look gorgeous okay I see why I forgot about it because what they showed us was like a, just an actor talking and like mm-hmm. a little bit of CGI trailer I'm like ah. yeah, it's a little <laughs> clip with a little bit of gameplay at the end but not a whole lot so like um, yeah, <laughs> CGI trailers and people speaking does not make me want to buy a game. <laughs> um, you yeah. know this one, I I I really liked. Uh, you know the Project Athia stuff they showed us last year. Um, I really liked what I saw here. Granted, it's not a whole lot, um, but uh, I really like the engine because, like I said, this is what Final Fantasy fifteen ran. Um, and I, I I love Final Fantasy 15. It's like one of my top uh, top Final Fantasy games. So this was I'm I can't wait to see more about this. It's not coming out until 2022, uh, and I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be mid to late 2022 if I had to take a guess. So, but yeah, that was the big. I, I would I mean that and Life and Strange I think are the two biggest announcements from the Square Enix event. Um, but I'm imagining, you know, like uh, I, I talked about it a little bit before we started recording. I mean, it's around E3 time. So I'm thinking here in the next month or so, we'll probably get 
get some bigger announcements. Yeah, definitely. I'm not expecting too much groundbreaking announcements but at E3, but uh, I know there's going to be a few that make me excited. Mm. There, well, there's always like one or two. Have they said if they're actually doing an E3 event this year? Like a digital yeah, they event? are. Okay. It's digital this year. Because mm-hmm. I knew, I knew, like the last I heard, they were still talking about it. I, I hadn't seen anything concrete yet. So, but I mean, that's good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I love E3. I'm always excited about it. I know they, they hadn't been doing great lately, but um, you know. Oh, and there was, there was one other thing I forgot to put it on here. Um, Sony uh, bought out uh, the Evo fighting game tournament. They they now own Evo. Uh, don't know what that's going to change for the event. Um, if anything, it could just be that you know Sony wanted to support the event, so they threw money at them and said, "We're going to help you keep the event going." Or you know, we could be seeing you know PlayStation consoles as the main main console for these fighting games now. Who who really knows? But um, I'm horrible at fighting games. I I, I want to be good at them, but I don't play them that much uh, because I'm, I'm I just suck. But I like watching the event. So, uh, and I know after this last year, they had a lot of internal troubles last year, and the event got canceled. And so I'm glad that Sony you know picked it up, and we're going to get to keep uh, keep seeing it. So it does make me wonder what they're going to do regarding to other games because I know that. I remember that Nintendo had actually stated something regarding Evo since it was already purchased by PlayStation. And they said they're going to ex- assess the situation regarding it, as well as Smash Bros. and then let the fans know what they're going to be doing going forward with this. But I, it does kind of make me wonder just like if it's going to be only primarily for like fighting games that PlayStation is predominantly popular with, or they're also going to be adding in more games as well from like past eras and maybe from the Switch since. A lot of people still play Smash Brothers competitively. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I know Smash Brothers always has a segment uh, in Evo, and um, you know, but that's the only like Nintendo specific one. I think most of the other, I mean, Killer Instinct uh, had its time, and that was the Xbox exclusive. Um, you know, but uh, I know like in recent years, like Samurai Showdown had some some events in it. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters has has been big. Uh, really, anything by Arc System Works, uh, like Blaze Blue or uh, this new Guilty Gear, I imagine is going to be pretty big uh, in the event once it comes out, uh, which are all going to be on PlayStation. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I could, I, I would hope that they won't lose Smash because, like you said, Smash is still such a big part of the fighting game community. Well, they still do competitive melee. Uh, uh, I, we, I don't think Smash is going anywhere. We don't talk about melee. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite, but I've heard the melee the melee tournament scene is is atrocious. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, so, well, let's uh, let's jump into our question of the week and wrap it up. Um, you got a pretty easy question this week. Uh, when's the last time you stayed up all night gaming? And uh, I, I have uh, 
my answer was January for uh, I stayed up and played through the uh, Star Wars uh, Pod Racer remaster on the PS4. Um, 100% the game. I stayed up way too late doing it because it was uh, I had to go to work the next morning. I was up until like two or three uh playing it um but then this week when i was playing limbo and inside uh i stayed up until about yeah, three or four in the morning <laughs> beating those games um so yeah so this week is the last time i've stayed up all night uh gaming um so what about you frank uh, i think it was like not last night but the night before <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah i've been i've been grinding that event the they, they got a, like a limited time event where you can get these tokens uh and then trade them in for like mounts and minions and mm-hmm. stuff like that so i right. I, I just want to kind of get that out of the way and then i had what? i had several nights and final fantasy 14 i stayed up all night <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, but yeah, I, I slept like mad last night, so I I made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what about you, Eric? When's the last time you stayed up all night gaming? Literally yesterday, I stayed up. Literally yesterday and Friday, I stayed up until like two a.m. playing Watch Dogs because I was on I was on a call with uh, Jasmine, and we were just like when we were just talking, I was just sitting there playing games. <laughs> I was literally just staying up until like two a.m. But I think the most ever played like was probably like in 2018 i stood up to like 4 or 5 a.m playing overwatch mm-hmm. oh man i remember yeah. <laughs> uh back in like middle school or high school uh we would stay up until eight o'clock in the morning playing like halo or rainbow six vegas or you know some some sort of multiplayer game <laughs> and we would stay up until eight o'clock in the morning. Would go to sleep for about an hour to two hours, and then wake up and play the whole rest of the day. Uh, that was back before I was old. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. most I think, uh, like in terms for me, like, the most I've actually even played for like an entire day was sixteen hours. Because back when I was still playing Persona Five. That game had me hooked. I was just addicted to it. I literally, I was at the last area of the game. I started gaming at 8 in the morning. I literally woke up, went to the bar from 8, and went straight to my PS4 and started playing it. I played it until it was 1 o'clock at night. <laughs> 1 or 2 o'clock at night. And I did not stop at all. I didn't take a break. I took a break just at the Even when I was eating, like lunch and dinner, I was just playing and playing. And by the time I beat it, I was so happy. And I just collapsed on my blood on my bed and just fell asleep and woke up until like 10 a.m. the next day. <laughs> 16 hours is rookie numbers. We got to get those numbers up, Eric. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm also the same guy who's also who can put in easy like that numbers easily if I wanted to. I, I used to be able to do that. It's, it's harder for me now. Uh, not because of uh, just like needing sleep and stuff like that, but you know, life situations change and it's hard to devote that much time in a day to just gaming. So, yeah. So, on the days I can, I definitely do do that because like it's just super easy. And sometimes I can get in, like, I, at one point, I could easily put in like maybe three 
three games be the worst of time in a single day because I've have done that before. But I uh, just like with how busy I've been recently, haven't had that chance. Well, that's all that I have um, this week. So, uh, you know, uh, send in your answer to the question. Um, you can email us at gamersnightoutpod at gmail.com or you can send it to us at uh, gamersnightout1 on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, if you respond to it, we uh, possibly will read your response in the next episode of the podcast. And you can also send any questions you want us to answer uh, to either one of those, and we will try to answer them on the podcast as well. Um, but other than that, I don't have anything else to add. Do you guys have anything else to add? Um, uh, <laughs> yep. Be prepared because um, the next five days are going to probably be the worst days of my life as I'm going to be tortured to weeks until it's Friday. And then you're probably just going to see me disappear for about like two or three hours and then come back tweeting full of hype and uh, excitement i'm going to i'm going to put a time limit on you next week for for godzilla talk (laughs) 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 and we're gonna come in i'm gonna be like okay eric you got you got you have 10 or 15 minutes let's hear about godzilla (laughs) i'd give him at least two hours (laughs) (laughs) that's not enough time man that's gonna be like at least like five hours worth of your day (laughs) <laughs> we'll do we'll do two podcast episodes. We can have one that's just about Godzilla and then one that's about video games. <laughs> that could probably work. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I have I have a yeah. I have a, 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 a interesting uh, theory that that would I think greatly upset you, Eric. What would what you? I want, what, would... what I want to see from Godzilla versus King Kong. Is I want to see them fight, and then just stop and like gaze deeply in each other's eyes and just come in for like a big bro hug. <laughs> I think I wouldn't even. I actually would because I've seen a lot of fan art of them actually being bros, and actually is really wholesome. I wouldn't mind that at all. Just like <laughs> there'd be like a meme of them like just like grabbing each other's hands and being like like respect. <laughs> I think they metaphorically well, do in each movie, each versus movie, anyways, when uh, they go to take down something bigger together. Yeah. I mean, they already confirmed that because in the recent trailer that they re- that they released, they already confirmed the like. I might as well to say it because it's already because even the director's already posted it on his Instagram, but they already confirmed that Mechagodzilla's in the movie. Yeah, so they're gonna come together and fight, but but yeah, I want the hug, and then and then it goes R rated. <laughs> oh god, that, that I'm not I'm not so sure because I've already seen like R-rated, R-rated stuff regarding Godzilla and King Ghidorah, and uh, uh. well, I mean, I mean that aside, it should be R-rated to begin with. So yeah, oh, I, I would be down for an R-rated Godzilla movie. Just like just seeing some monster get like ripped to shreds, blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah give it to me. Like that's what yeah. I want. But... Yeah. But no, I mean, it's got to be PG thirteen. Are are old enough? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. It's not it's not marketed towards towards a younger audience. Uh, like I feel like Godzilla was when it originally was. Like when I was a kid, it was more you know more family friendly. Not even that because only a certain amount of those movies are family friendly. Like 
from 1968 to 1975, those movies were marketed for family. But most of the Godzilla films are pretty much marketed towards teens to adults because those films were not were not like fi- family friendly movies. I I didn't see any of those as a kid. The ones I saw were all probably the older, like you said, 60s to 70s. Yeah, because around the 70s is when they started like trying to like market Godzilla towards a younger audience because. That's when around the time when they started treating him like he was some kind of hero to Japan and all that. Because the first film was them was them to kind of like point the message of nuclear weaponry and how mm-hmm. Japan feared it after the events of nineteen forty five. And then the other movies were more just like them just trying to come up with different stuff because then at then they, but because the third movie was literally Godzilla versus King Kong and that was mainly because they wanted to make a movie with King Kong and they were able to do that. And then they started, like, branching out more and more by getting more of the monsters that they've made. Because there was a lot of monster movies that they have made over the years. And they decided mm-hmm. to just bump them together to the Godzilla universe. And, like, that's why a lot of people, that's why, like, Godzilla, like, King Ghidorah, Mothra, and Rodan, those are all, like, very fan-favorite popular characters. Because they've been in a lot of Godzilla movies, especially King Ghidorah, because he's been, like, in, I would like to say maybe nine of the 30-something movies that have appeared of Godzilla over the last uh, 67 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I do, like, there's even a movie where, like, it's just, like, pure, like, dread, because it's just, like, how, because, like, it, even in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, you literally have a scene where Mechagodzilla is literally opening the mouth of one of the monsters and literally, like, breaking his jaw as blood was coming out of his mouth. You see, that's what I want. Give me more of that. <laughs> but uh, now, did I, did I see that a new Jet Jaguar toy? Like, is he going to be in the new movie? No, he's going to be in the anime Singular Point. Okay, like, okay. Yeah, like he's like, a, from what I understand, this Jet Jaguar is going to be like a creation that the scientists had created to help them with dealing with the monsters that running amok. Because from what I'm seeing here, they're going to bring back a lot of the old classic Godzilla monsters with new redesigns. Like, even this one is a redesign in of itself. Mm-hmm. Though, though, we should not be calling him by his real name. We should be calling him by his German name, King Kong. Wait, Jet Jaguar's German name was King Kong? Yeah, in Germany, I don't know why, but they like to milk King Kong and Frankenstein. Like, huh. when Godzilla vs. Megalon came out, they literally called Jet Jaguar King Kong. And they even called Mecha Godzilla King Kong. It's like, it was literally just <laughs> King Kong. You know, like, King Kong's like an evasion from the, the water people or something like that. And they even called God, Godzilla Frankenstein, and they also called Gamera Godzilla. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's strange. <laughs> well, that's not really strange because there was a point where they were going to make a Godzilla vs. Frankenstein movie. They just never did because they didn't want to make Frankenstein to be the bad guy. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it ended up becoming uh, its own thing called Frankenstein Conquers the World, which ended up having its own separate movie, which is like with uh, the descendants of Frankenstein. And then that ended up spawning the whole thing of Germany being like, you're going to make every movie about Frankenstein. Even though the movie itself is going to have nothing to do with the character, we're just going to market it as it is. 
Oh, those crazy Germans. <laughs> so, well, all righty, guys. Well, we will uh, see you guys next week and, uh, you know, play a whole lot of games, watch King Kong ver- or Godzilla versus King Kong. I almost said King Kong versus Godzilla. I mean, it's the same thing, but. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, we'll.